Welcome to episode 253 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined this week by my illusionary co-hosts, Peter and Jake. We're coming at you this week with the hairless edition of the podcast. What's hairless? Uh, Glass. Please do tell. Wood. Many things are hairless. My face is not. hairless (laughs) hairless <laughs> shaved <laughs> Peter's looking at Jake and I for a lifeline no it ain't no, I'm, I'm, I want to no, see I, I revel going. in it I want to see this, this, this dead silence I want this dead <laughs> you, silence to be hairless you jumped off the boat and uh, that was on you <laughs> and of course as always we're coming at you live from subscription hell where you have to constantly be subscribing to uh, different streaming services like Paramount Plus, CBS Gotta get that All Paramount Access, Plus, HBO Max, Netflix. Well, CBS All Access Hulu. is dead now. Huh? CBS All Access is dead. I thought it got rolled into Paramount. Oh, Plus. that's what it is. Okay, because I had heard mm-hmm. um, somewhere where they were like, if you get CBS All Access, you get Paramount Plus. It. That rolled into it. Okay, I thought it was it's a good the deal. same thing. Okay, yeah. fuck. Because um, I, I totally would have gotten like CBS All Access if it came with like Paramount Plus. Because you get that <laughs> shit and then that shit. Because it's like six dollars a month with ads. Ugh. I'm gonna have uh, Peacock soon because another the WWE Network in the US is getting rolled into Peacock. Well, at least that's free. Uh, they charged me for the month of March. Bitches. Um, for WWE Network, so I hope the migration. <laughs> keeps the account the same because I'd hate to be double charged to watch fucking Fastlane. Wait, I thought Peacock was uh, free though. <laughs> oh no, it's Fastlane. Um, the you have to have premium Peacock oh. premium to get the WWE Network stuff. So you can get that with ads, and it's only five ninety nine, which is a discount from what the WWE Network was. Or you can pay the same price you were paying for the network and get ad three Peacock, which I think I'm going to do because. I'm used to paying that amount of money every month anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. I, what am I going to use the four dollars on? <laughs> God, can you imagine if Netflix is ever like ads? Bring it. Can you, do well, you guys remember key, the last time you watched something on if Netflix? We can trans. Um, yeah, we're Diane and I are watching Ash vs. the Evil Dead right now, and that's where I watch all the Power Rangers seasons. <laughs> I guess that's true. I haven't watched anything on there in a while, though. Yeah. So uh, it's it turns definitely out not worth the amount of money they're charging you, and they yep. keep charging more because they keep making shit movies. Yeah. <laughs> Make awful shit. Um. Yeah. It turns out. So we all watched Wandavision this week, and it turns out the hex is just having six streaming services around you at all times. Yeah. <laughs> it just boxes you in and puts you in this this false world and they they're all it's they're all television world. shows the, yeah. the the runes are all like the logos and they prevent you from buying anything else it's like when yes. you're trapped in this this runic prison only the card holder can buy the subscription <laughs> <laughs> that works too uh, well i hate it <laughs> only the card holder can she get looks up there's access. netflix logo a hulu logo. 30 dollars oh. for your fucking right and the last dragon <laughs> Everyone disliked this when we did it with Mulan, 
So we're doing it again <laughs> for other Chinese marketed. <laughs> well, this one will be better. Anime. We swear. It's animated. It's got a dragon. It's basically Avatar. It's, it's it got has a, a dragon girl named by Aquafina in it. Yes. <laughs> How try- could it not be good? <laughs> They're really trying to do the Robin Williams magical companion voiced by a comedy or or a- anachronistic uh, performance, and it's not the same. They did this. They did this with the genie. They did this with the dragon. They're doing this with the the, the other dragon, <laughs> and also they did it with with the little satyr boy, by They've which I mean it- Danny DeVito. They've done it with uh, they. This is like their mo. Uh, Kem's from Robin Williams. What they did with the genie, they did it with the gargoyle and Hunchback and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it with Eddie Murphy. They did I mean, with, fucking uh, Ratatouille is Patton Oswalt. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love. It. He has a bit that's great. He's like, I you know, I smoke weed on Halloween, and so and I watch scary movies, and I got when Ratatouille came out and all these trick-or-treaters came dressed as Remy, <laughs> I, I had to resist their urge to bend down and say, you're inside me. <laughs> God damn. Oh, Just right in the Remy voice. Trailers. We've got them. Netflix. We've, bad coming. movies. They've got them. Uh, let's talk about Thunder Force. Oh God! Y'all, y'all wanted another Melissa McCarthy slapstick comedy. Is that what y'all wanted? They said Netflix really said they got the boys. We need to get the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the hat to you, Peter. That was pretty good. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> I try I need to check the, like, I need to check the YouTube comments to make sure you didn't steal that and try to pass it off as his own. No. Nope. Okay. Oh, that's Original funny creation. as shit. My hairless dead silence walked so that the girls could run. But not this girl. Not this girl. This girl think. ain't running anywhere. This girl's 40 no, years old. No, neither of these girls are going to be running much of anything. Middle-aged girls that have, you know, calluses everywhere and some uh, planter's toe. Uh, but still and, somehow uh, superpowers. Carrying around some extra weight, too. Um, Through but, the magic Melissa... of of acupuncture, Melissa McCarthy gets powers. Yeah, her her best friend that she's estranged from, that she's visiting for reasons that I'm sure are, you know, more than just plot. I'm movies. sure they'll have a, a flashback in the movie that explains everything and it's going to be a great exposition dump in my face. Gets injected by needles with superpower genes and now she has super strength and she goes to fight crimes and Jason Bateman shows up with crab hands. <laughs> this was, yep. this yes, if you're wondering if this story was actually written by a four-year-old, you'd be right. Written by an actual four-year-old. I I kind of so I get I I on on remembering on on reminiscing <laughs> about this trailer, I I realized that like so she gets the injections to give her the superpowers in her face. I'm like oh I just I was like oh it's Botox, it's like Botox but like with superpowers, yeah. and it's it's superhero midlife crisis. <laughs> Great. 
Telling um, all women the saddest there. thing about this trailer or about this movie is that it's called Thunder Force, which is also the name of a much beloved Genesis franchise of shooters, of shoot 'em ups. So when I look up Thunder Force soundtrack, I don't want the fucking OST for this stupid show. It's, I don't. Well, I'm sorry. Because Ben Falcone, who is, uh, turns out a little older than four years old, shockingly. Um, he was born in 1973, which makes him um, 50 something years old, 48 years old. Well, if we're talking about, see now, the fact that you said that, that gives this all away. Sorry, I'm having it's a. It's Ben Falcone. This is obviously a mob money laundering operation. <laughs> yes, it is. Because I'll give you three guesses as to who he's married to. I don't know. I... Think about what we know about money laundering movies. Adam Sandler. Directors who are perhaps wed to people in the and movie. Melissa McCarthy. Yes, very good. Jake. Oh, you only needed one of your guesses. You have two amazing bonus <laughs> two guesses guess- added on to your next guessing challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so this is this is Melissa McCarthy's vanity project. Then this is her Monster Hunter world. The Paul Ben Falcone is a recent graduate of the Paul W S Anderson School. Of keeping your and your spouse's career relevant by making horrible movies. Yeah. Hey, Netflix. Mila Djokovic, the real Meryl Aid, would be on the streets, begging for the the pickled dick of Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for her husband's Jeez. ability to talk people into investing in. Horrible video game movie. I just watched half of Anastasia, so I also that that joke hits different with me. <laughs> Which half? The top or bottom half? The top half. I guess the. Oh, I was gonna say, it's the bottom half, considering Kurt's uh, dickle comment. Yeah, I we have. I've, I haven't I've gotten heard to the, that the thirteen-inch penis of Rasputin is in a jar somewhere, like pickled. coiled around like a snake. Spring loaded. These these are these are the two things I know about Rasputin. I don't know either of them to be true. Is that Rasputin had a thirteen inch penis allegedly, and that is pickled in a jar somewhere. <laughs> I I feel like one of those other urban legends that his body is just we don't know where it is, or it's just it's gone. Well, yeah, I, think, I don't know where his body is, Peter. I know where his penis is. It's pickled right. in a jar somewhere. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I think if you float it in like a bowl of vodka. It'll point the way home back to its owner, like a horcrux. Won't it reconstitute itself? It'll be strong, strong again. Start just reborn. I am reborn. That's the trigger to start oh. its uh, regeneration powers. It's the Russian Lazarus pit. Yeah, vodka. That's just Lake Baikal. Oh my god. <laughs> we have strained so far from God. <laughs> well, I mean, how how else did you expect our discussion of Thunder Force to go? 
This is a godless abomination. Yeah, we started out the gate of this hell. This could have gone into this. This almost could have been contender for for shitty super shitty Avengers part two. Yeah. Yes, if it weren't so like soullessly bad. Like the the thing about shitty Avengers, what makes them fun is like these movies were made with love. Like someone was trying to create art here, but they failed spectacularly in a very genuine and real way. This. this is just soulless. I I want to cash my check on the first and fifteenth of the month and uh, move on with my life. Buy another yacht. Now what's the uh, now what's the other girl's power? She Do turns we, invisible. Yeah. And they use yeah. that for a gag in which she tasers a guy in the neck for too long, and she holds the taser there for too long because and of her the laughs on. increase exponentially every second that she holds that taser on which i can prove is true because it starts at zero and zero to the power of uh, infinity is still zero yeah yeah it's it's not funny it's yeah. not so, good so melissa mccarthy's got super strength and then this bitch i forgot what her name is is uh, uh invisibitch and it's not it's not funny it's not great i will i will there is a youtube commenter whose account name is a sheep and I believe his his comment sums it up best. Jason Bateman, you'd think cancer, but me. Oh, this is definitely cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh let's not let's move on to our next terrible film that's gonna come up. Oh wait, hold on. Hold Voyager. On. One more thing. Oh Daddy Pete. What's up? If you, if you go up, to my baby? two minutes and ten seconds into the movie. Or into the trailer. There's some really good choice CGI uh, with M- Melissa McCarthy holding up that truck. That bus. Oh yes, I I, I noticed that horribly composited that truck. Oh my god! I something was weird when I first watched it, and then I'm the then I go back and I freeze frame it. It's all oh, eh. how it's not at all color matched to the rest of the no. scene, and is in uh, fact like a 2D bitmap. Of the bus, not even a 3D model. Oh Come on, God, guys. it's so bad, dude. <coughs> yeah. Well, this is what, <clears throat> like I they said, they hired the people who got C's and D's at full sail. Yeah. They're like, C's and D's get degrees, and you get to work on a Melissa McCarthy movie. After after Disney uh, shut down uh, Blue Sky Animation, uh, creators of Ice Age and Rio. Uh, they they were desperate for work and they landed on their feet to make Thunder Force. But you're like, Kurt, they just shut down that studio like a month ago. And I say to you, yes, that's how long they had to work on Thunder Force and it shows in the special effects. Yeah, they, they shut down Blue Sky and uh, they set up a new studio. It's called Brown Earth. <laughs> it looks like a turd. Yes, um, as as we were transitioning to Voyagers, yeah. starring the kid with the lips. I want I want the kid with the lips. <laughs> Get me. Ty Give me Sheridan. Ty Sh- cover his face. <laughs> Give me the kid with the lips. <laughs> Give me the kid with the lips. I don't Whiplash, like how you man. said that though. <laughs> it's a red letter media gag from the Ready Player One review. Okay. Because he's Cyclops and 
uh, main character in Ready Player One, Wade oh. Watts. Oh yeah, in Ready Player One. So they cover his eyes, so you just see his fucking giant lips. <laughs> He's got expressive lips. Dude's lips are like legitimately a tenth of his face. <laughs> and what does he use them for in this movie, Kurt? A lot of stuff. Uh, speaking sweet, sweet nothings into the audience's ear while uh, random clips of nature and touching and feeling and partying go Oh, on. you forgot about the jello shots. Oh, yeah. They wake up every morning feeling like P. Diddy taking blue jello shots of that good little bitty. My favorite comment on this fucking trailer was the guy who said, yeah, this is going to be available on the new Gatorade streaming service. <laughs> yeah. How, how it feels to chew five gum. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was oh, my favorite. That's, that's a throwback. Because <laughs> that is, this this trailer is how it feels to chew five gum. Until you put that in your mouth and all of a sudden you're on a spaceship fucking and sucking. (laughs) Oh, I was going to say it it has a slight flavor and then becomes bland almost immediately. Just like... It's so intense. That weird fucking five gum commercial with the dudes like in his boxers and like a fucking cerebro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's blowing cold air on him. Dude, five gum commercials were iconic. Yeah, they they honestly were. That, That defined my like ninth to eleventh grade year and then that I mean think about all the all commercials in gum. that time frame. Even that was the same was like era 50 that brought cents us more than every other brand of gum. That was yeah. Fucking it was, that was, it was the same dollar twenty in a pack. <laughs> dude dealers dude my there there are many kids at school oh, who yeah. were gum gum dealers. There's there's one kid who would he, he I guess he had like cases of it and he would just bring some to school and he would deal them out for whatever. Here's, here's the question, Peter. How legit was the op? Did he have two phones? <laughs> no. He spent all his money on shoes. Well, so I had I had a pretty <laughs> was, legit op. And one, he really had one jersey your, uh... and 50 pairs of shoes. I was waiting for you to say no. He spent all his money on gum. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a pretty legit op of uh, donut selling. Donut selling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I even I even got the teachers in on it too. I would sell to the teachers, and uh, that was my my workaround by the feds because they would shut down any any uh, organization that was trying to sell food other than the, the cafeteria union. So I sold to them, got in good graces with high up, and then every Friday I had a drop. I'd pick up my drop, come to school. <laughs> Offload them for a dollar a piece, make a cool seven dollar profit. Turn that around, get rid of the money right away. Launder it through Chinese food. <laughs> no paper trail. Uh, my my op, way back in elementary school, is we would like secretly disassemble, uh, like big fat markers, and cut. Like, it's just like a little fuzzy with the dye in the center of the marker wrapped in plastic. So we'd cut that and, like, wash all the excess ink off of it. And you just have this, like, colored little fuzzy that kids wanted. So we would sell it to them. That's You were running the fucking, like, supreme of of, uh, elementary school. That's, like, the ultimate, I think they call them Veblen goods. 
right? Where it just it's just not there's no reason that it's worth what it is. It's just worth more because it's exclusive. Because no one knew what the fuck we were like there it was just me and two other kids doing it and no one knew what it was. We wouldn't say but it, it looked it was colorful and we were fucking kids so of course we were gonna do it. and even if with the scented markers they'd still have a little bit of the like faint whiff of whatever scent mm-hmm. it was supposed to be <coughs> so it's like here's this red strawberry fucking cotton <laughs> this is oh, everything was... to an eight-year-old <laughs> yep yeah our racket i it wasn't even a racket we would just run into the woods and collect burdocks he had a burdock collective. <laughs> that, that was is the saddest phrase that's ever been uttered by a human to person. The woods. We had a burdock collective. <laughs> Bell rings, sprints out the school. We've got to go before the others get there. They'll take all the good burdocks. <laughs> it was socialism. <laughs> oh, yeah, this... Voyager again taking the name of shit that I love Daft Punk leaves for one week and they're already stealing its name uh this is fucking they they live in this is just the dark reimagining of fucking Teletubbies they have their tubby custard every morning and tipsy do and Lala and Popo wake up and they say, "Oh, I've had a sexual awakening." I think it's just Poe. <laughs> I love that's what I correct you on there and all. Uh, yeah, insinuate that the Teletubbies are having a sexual relationship, whatever. But you better get the fucking name right. <laughs> it's Tinky Winky. This movie is Lala. <laughs> And motherfucking and po. po. Motherfucking Po. Oh, this movie. Yeah, this movie is it's a poopy. They I, just, they're just like, we live in a society, but we woke up and now we want to have the humpies. Bottom text. They don't say any. Are there any spoken lines? Because I want the only line uh, to no, be. So. Like, yes, in the Colin middle. Farrell goes, this is important. Uh, That's an important thought. Damn. I was and really the, hoping the only line in the entire movie would be, bottom text spoken randomly no and then the 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 m night shimmer ding dong plot twist is that it was just a giant we live in a society meme the entire time yeah let um, me see if i can find what he's responding to oh it was like wasn't it like talking about like his uh idea of like nature like Oh this yeah, he's our, like our maybe being partying just... nymphomaniacs yeah. is our true nature, and Colin's like, "That's a profound thought." Yeah, like, no, it isn't. It's not really. No. You... Get we... fucking uh, get um, Bruce Willis to come over from his crappy space movie and come over here and fucking take Which him one, out. Peter, he's made like four this year. <laughs> Any of them? It's a fleet of Bruce. <laughs> Sir, we've got a fleet of Bruce Willis's coming in on our location. Hot. Would it be Bravo Wilson? Bravo Wilson coming on our Charlie. <laughs> Bravo Wilson. They're all parachuting in, complaining about how they don't have tickets to CPAC. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. I was in the sixth sense. I should be seated front row. I'm one of the only Republican celebrities they have. But I guess everyone wants Gina Carano now. <laughs> I'm old news. I'm Bruce Willis. <laughs> 
Didn't realize she was in Deadpool. That's his slogan. That's when he goes to, he starts yeah. running for senator. Oh shit. Bruce yeah. Willis. I'm old news. She's Angel. Yeah, cuz I thought I thought um uh Mandalorian was like one of her big like forays into Hollywood, but now she had Deadpool behind her belt already. Which I mean isn't like hey wow, you did a great job in Deadpool. She had like two speaking lines and she just was told to punch shit and I'm like, "All right, yeah." She had a little more than that. Her tit falls out, Jake, and she has you don't to, like, see it, though. to be bashful about it. Because Colossus is like, Mother Russia said to be respectful to women. So I'm sorry. Mother Russia said knock you out. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, how respectful. And then she punches him in the balls. And he's like, all right, bitch, I'm going to thunder punch you right in your cooter. <laughs> thunder punch. I was going to say the C word, but I'm trying not to use that word. Fiance doesn't like that word anymore, I guess. Trying to censor me, man. I don't know what I have to are do. You, are you part of the beehive, Jake? She's not from Australia, obviously. Exactly. She's not there. She's just... <laughs> um, are you without remorse that oh, she's not there, I Jake? Have, I have no... I have all the remorse. I wish she was here. No. I have no remorse because uh, if... Jake, she doesn't listen to this show. You don't have to suck up to her. <laughs> I'll, I'll force her to. <laughs> I'll put it through some clockwork orange treatment and put headphones on. Um, yeah, Tom Clancy's got a new movie coming out. We got Michael. Do you like Jazz B. Jordan? <laughs> do you like jazz? And he's he is uh, he's, he's military man. He makes the guns go pew pew. Very he's, no, he's Tom Clancy military man, which specifically means that he's better than every other military person, <laughs> and he can do anything. And everyone loves him, and he's super cool. And my girlfriend, she's gonna go out with me, okay? She falls in love with me at the end of the movie when I save the president. They okay, have to, they have to state that fact. Like three times, once in the trailer and at least twice in the movie, that he is the Jake, best. Jake, he's out there. he's black. No one's gonna believe he's the best unless you keep <laughs> saying it over and over again. You have to really pound that fact into people's heads. Nobody can sneak around and shoot a gun better than this motherfucker. He's so dang they good. Can. They better hope he dies because he's gonna kill their butts. And I actually, almost, his extrajudicial Jake there with a joke, but I held back. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. No one can sneak around in the dark better than he can. I think you all can fill in where I was going with that. It's just teeth and fingertips after that. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is, Jake. Pulled the trigger. Yowza, get canceled. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty Jesus. sure that was other people's jokes that I stole. <laughs> I hope it was. Uh, Louis C.K.? That just makes you a hack racist. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the worst kind. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say how this this movie is like... You know how superhero movies are a little bit like... Yeah, the, the big superhero who takes care of everything outside of the law. That's a, that's kind of good. Uh, this movie does that, but but a lot more. They're like, hey, look, it, like over footage of him blowing up cars and like killing just everyone. They're like, maybe he's got a point. Maybe he's doing things the right way. As he traps like his fucking hostage in a burning car, he's like, where's the dude? Where's the thing? That was like, weird, oh. though, I thought. because 
Sets car on fire, step one. Step two, get in, burning car. <laughs> step three, interrogate. I feel like one of those steps is misplaced. Mm. I feel yeah, like I... you're short-sighted as to the modern evolution of... <laughs> Of killing a an informant. <laughs> I Maybe I just haven't read Tom Clancy books, but like, wasn't his whole thing like is the military is good and like being the like how the military runs is is a good thing and they're like they're generally the heroes. There's really not a lot of broader themes to Tom Clancy books. No, he likes like spy action yeah, shit. Yeah, he he's the guy who came up with Sam Fisher in Splinter Cell. Yeah. But that's part of the military. And he's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I it's... mean, like, yeah, he writes military fiction about, like, military spies and shit like that. But he also writes more, like, classic-y spy stuff. Mm, okay. Okay, because um, it, 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 it seems to me, like, uh, as I understood his work, it was all pretty, like, patriotic and shit. But this guy's like, no, fuck I mean, the yeah, gun. Sucks ass. Is, I'm going to do it my bit. way. And then one guy says, who are you? And he goes, I'm Black Sam Fisher, and jumps off a building. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Tom Clancy's Fast and the Furious. Does he have a, does he have a name? I don't know. Uh, this movie didn't do any plot. This movie was just like, this guy is the coolest, and I'm going to jack off to him. Yeah, and then it showed him shooting some guys and blowing up shit. John Clark. Give him a whiter name. Man, man, dude. Okay. His, well, I liked him. I liked Michael B. Jordan in a lot of the stuff that he's done. I thought he was a great villain. I thought he was a great uh, 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 mini Rocky. <laughs> Creed. Uh, Adonis, Adonis Creed. Adonis Creed. He was a great Adonis people Creed. Are call, yeah, people are calling this the Killmonger origin story. That's funny. I like that. Um... So I don't know. I think it, I think it'll be a, a cool action movie. Um, put it on just mindless stuff and watch him go kill some shit. I don't know. There's not gonna be that deep uh, of a plot. You, you've probably. seen this movie a million times before. Yeah. Um, if if you're interested in seeing it again, and you really like Michael B. Jordan, go ahead. But I'm sure everyone knows exactly how this movie is gonna go. Uh, nothing's really gonna surprise you. But you know, sometimes you want that comfort food. <laughs> yeah, comfort food's not supposed to be surprising and be like, "Wow, that's a different taste I've never had in my mouth before." Um, and comfort food's just there to. Mm, that's creme de menthe in my whiskey ginger. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to talk about a movie that we're all, I know, probably hyped as fuck for, uh, and that's because. I just recently been watching his like show on and like YouTube clips and everything <laughs> of that. The Eric Andre show is fucking hysterical, and the fact that they're doing a movie type thing of it is yeah, fantastic. They're doing, they're doing fucking uh, Eric Andre does Jackass. <laughs> yeah, so bad trip. And it's fucking great. <laughs> bad trip looks super cool. Always a fan of the um, bring in like live people off the streets into your movie, have them sign a waiver later, whatever blur out everyone every everyone's own here and there so they like because they don't sign the contract or whatever um and yeah just do crazy stunts 
and make people go ballistic and then see the shocking ones that are like I'm not going to help you. Now, <laughs> I have a I have a different take on this. Oh. Cuz I don't think I I didn't I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed cuz like when I think of Eric Andre, this doesn't have the same manic energy that Eric Andre shows man on the street sketches do. They have like like the craziest thing I think is like um he like hangs a dude from a fucking building in front of people or like a guy gets sucked into a porta potty and i'm like <laughs> okay that's all right but then i remember that eric andre walked onto a crowded new york city subway dressed in a fucking polka dot jumpsuit and a <laughs> cone of shame and he said i eat from me as he poured fucking milk and cereal into his cone of shame and just walked right up to people it was like eat from me I didn't get the job of Fruit Loops. There is also the one now here communion. <laughs> he walked onto a, he walked onto a subway again uh, with a fucking as in a full beekeeper outfit. <laughs> we just like oh, oh he, he oh, drops his bees. stacks of beehives. <laughs> My favorite is when he has the fucking highlight scoops full of M and M's. Yes, I'm trying to run raise money for my highlight team. <laughs> It's so, it's so crazy. Cause like, like NYC, I don't know. Like the, the reactions in this too, they're kind of subdued. Like I wanted people to go be on fucking buck wild, but, um, I don't know that it, it has to prove itself to me. We'll put it yeah, that way. I, I get that. I, I hope they didn't put all like the good shit in the trailer because if they did, I, I would be a little disappointed too, but. I hope there's uh, a little bit more room for the imagination, but because it also has to live up now to Borat, also. Yeah, well, it's, it's unfortunately so, it's got to live up to like the all the Eric Andre stuff and Borat and like and all the bad other grandpa. Ones. Yeah, and bad grandpa. Yeah. So, <coughs> yeah, I'm hoping they can do some crazy shit. What would be really funny is if they like at the end they have everybody who was like in the background who are the the live people, the real people come out and be like oh we were in on it too <laughs> well that would be that would be really funny is like if you have in these like public scenes you have some people who are just they're in the vicinity as plants yeah and when shit starts going down they come and gather as a crowd um and then they start acting like fucking insane like having someone next to you in the crowd just start like stripping off their clothes and running up to the scene that's happening yeah, that's what I could that see That would be happening. fucking wild. This that's was, what I see happening, yeah, for sure. It was the kind of thing that was... I, I have to tell the story. There's a... Um, my great-grandma. <laughs> uh, she was part of a, a neighborhood group they called the Gang of Eight. It was one of those, like, uh, old lady supper clubs where they'd just be like, let the guys go drink and play poker, and we'll do <laughs> shit on our own. Um, and they would... They would frequently cause mischief. One of the more famous ones that they would do, because they all they lived in Queens, so they would go into into the city and go up to like a crowded ass street corner, and all these ladies would just start pointing at stuff. They'd be like, "What? What's what's that? What's that?" And they get a crowd coming. They get a big crowd going, and they all just walk away as they pointed at nothing, and they just leave the crowd just fucking bewildered. <laughs> Grandma was the original jackass. <laughs> Tales old as time. Original man. Yeah, Grant. No, I got. All right, I got to tell one more story about my oh, my oma because she was the kind of lady who, who fucking, you know, she she drank Jaeger and fucking 
cut up roast beef like that kind of like she would you know how like old like your grandma bouncing in your lap and sing you like a song she'd bounce in your lap well my, again my grandma my oma was from the old country so she would do that and the end she would pull the, her legs out from under you and let you drop on the floor she would just drop you on your ass classic and that was that was the fun that was like the fun time game that you did at her house <laughs> a fun time game <laughs> so grandma's an og oma's an og uh cool for <laughs> <laughs> they don't okay, know how okay. to follow up stories about your emma <laughs> we can say, we can all share grandma stories just like peter followed up with those stories we're gonna follow up with some follow-ups follow he up. did it he fucking did it that was the jake you know what that was i never good. ceased to be surprised to you time. gotta bring that shit down this show is built on bad <laughs> transitions we can't have anything that's wrong my beef my beef um also, the world's B, Tom and Jerry, Oof. number one at the box office. God damn it. $14 million. Also, you know what? This is this is a big week, guys. The War of Grandpa has fallen out of the top no. ten. <laughs> ending its 20-week run in so the So you told me 10. that Tom and Jerry is the one that finally kicked it out. Tom and Jerry murdered yeah. your grandpa is what I'm saying. That is a hundred percent true. Tom and Jerry murdered your grandpa personally. <laughs> uh, Crude's a new age in second with one point two five four million dollars. Huge gap between one and two here. The little things nine hundred and thirty K, one over in nineteen eighty four, still in fourth <laughs> its tenth week. Why are you people still watching this movie? I don't know. It is terrible. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> Marksman. Watch our review and know why it's terrible. <laughs> watch our review that spilled over into another rant the following week. Yeah. It, it was the rant, the review too big. It couldn't be contained in one episode. Um, Nomadland in six and Judas and the Black Messiah in seventh and we're gonna take a take a look at this hbo max theatrical simultaneous re-release and uh hear what the people have to say because the fucking all the critics the the real critics not the real critics the paid critics the ones in the pocket of the mafia um hack fraud con men uh (laughs) they they love this they're trying to get their budget for the year I don't think I ever talked about that. Did I talk about that? How this all... Oh, wait, no. This. Sorry, we were talking about something else. About your, how your grandma oh. got your budget. <laughs> no, I was talk, I was going to talk about Tom and Jerry. How Tom and Jerry was just them using the rest of their CGI and, and casting budget for the, for the end of the year so they could get more money for next year. And that's why they used this crazy-ass fucking CG. And Makes why sense. they got all these actors and didn't give them any direction. And they, <laughs> they shot in these fancy locations. They did all this shit. And it was very, to me, it was very obvious that it was a ploy. It was just a money ploy to get these actors some credits, get the CGI department some experience, get some money spent so that they could claim more money for next year's productions and use it on a safe title like Tom and Jerry and use a bunch <laughs> of fucking licensed music. And it would be a safe bet. It would make some money. And they 
everyone could put it on their fucking resumes and we could go on to the next year. It was just yeah. it was just literally business. It was a business movie. That's fascinating. Now let's hear what some real people have to say about Judas and the Black Messiah. <laughs> Um, these are real people these are the realest people these are the realest of the real like William Goy Goyle Goyfoil G-U-I-L-F-O-Y-L-E I don't know your your guess is as good as mine uh, he's got to have 10 review U.S. Gov be assassinating Americans. <laughs> Submitted mm. on Valentine's Day. Uh, yup. New paragraph. Fantastic film. We need to usurp the power from the killers and equalize politics. 15 out of 38 found it helpful. <laughs> Great. This, this... I, I got a real one. For you <laughs> Uh, Yeltsin Fort <laughs> Jesus of the Black Messiah 10 out of 10 Thank you Black Messiah Submitted the 13th of February To start with America's false equivalence Black people holding guns Is equivalent to white supremacists Lynching black people primarily Second Fred Hampton The Black Messiah Worked for people like me Thank you Black emoji thumbs up hand Very much It's a good thing to fight for people, even if it makes you more poor and kills you. 11 out of 30 found that out. Okay. So, I should mention that there's a lot of those, I think, scattered all around the the reviews. A lot of, like, hashtag BLM, hashtag, like, this is for us. Yeah. Um, I have one that's Glad not. Kurt captured it, because I wanted to get some other... Get some other I, have, uh, I have one that's definitely not it. about any of those and it's a 1 out of 10 and they do a great job of explaining why it should be a 1 out of 10 why it deserves to be a 1 out of 10 <laughs> I think and, I know exactly <laughs> the review you this, this movie is a 1 out of 10 hands down no audio description <laughs> by Eric Rice <laughs> this film might be excellent I wouldn't know because I can't watch it without audio description and HBO and the filmmakers are too lazy and or cheap to include description. 2 out of 20 found that helpful. 20 out of 20 should find this helpful. If your movie doesn't have audio description of what's going on in your movie, don't watch yeah. it. Not worth your time. Flying orange time. letters come in across the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it's my one audio description experience was the Dora intro. <laughs> Uh, I kept that going as long as I could before it became too distracting. <laughs> and uh, in the middle here, we got um, Seljukol. I don't know. It was 6 out of 10. Decent at best. Uh, excellent acting, but pretty boring story at times. A couple of unnecessary scenes and a few cringeworthy moments. But great soundtrack. Definitely recommend checking it out on Spotify with songs from artists like ASAP Rocky, Saba, and Jay-Z, to name a few. Wouldn't really recommend the movie if you're looking for an exciting story. <laughs> 14 out of 34. Can I get my royalty check now? Can I get my advertising check, please? <laughs> uh, 
All right. From McCleaver, 41776. Uh-huh. Judas and the Black was... Uh, I love this movie. Let me start by saying I was so tired of seeing black movies and boo-hooing my eyes out. I was worried while I did tear up, I didn't feel broken or depressed afterwards. I was hung on every word in the scene. I even paused to have a discussion with my husband about the movie. It's powerful, thrilling, heartbreaking, and a really good movie. Boo-hooing my eyes out. (laughs) Boo-hoo. Ten out of twenty found it helpful. Jake, I gotta ask: Was there like for low end reviews? Because I had trouble finding anything like below a five. There, it got pretty skim. Yeah, so when you went I, down there. I was checking the one, twos, and threes, and for the most part, there's only there's only like two each. Um, so this is a and this is pretty, a pretty well reviewed movie, I guess. Pretty short. Um, so there's not like nobody's like. So I, I'm, I'm just guessing these low-star reviews are people who just didn't like it personally, and they don't have much to say about it. They just they find it boring or whatever, and it's not their cup of tea. It's not a reason to not like it. You know, you have to be able to find and kind of put your shoes in the, the perspective of somebody who's like, would like this movie, and then kind of review it there. And these people, I think they just don't like it because they just don't like that kind of genre. Um, so yeah, I think this is like a, a pretty well-reviewed movie. Um, cause this next review I got is a two out of 10. Um, I thought yeah, it's it was... got like an 87 on Metacritic. Yeah. I, oh yeah, the one out of 10 definitely, uh, says 87 out of a hundred from movie critics. <laughs> All right, whatever. And then they just blabble on, but two out of 10, a little bit better. I don't know if it even is. Um, two out of 10, honestly, it's boring. Sorry, I know you're not supposed to point out the obvious about ethnic dramas. <laughs> Yikes. Nicely shot, directed, and performed, but tedious. It's important to document history. This is as interesting as reading a textbook. 9 out of 20 found that helpful. So, if it kind of droned on and wasn't that interesting, I guess I, I can see why you wouldn't like it, but then don't go watch the movie. I don't know. <laughs> so, I'm going to dodge the one called get out Two, <laughs> um and there's I, I i should say there are a few a lot of the criticisms with this movie on a technical level were just that the dialogue was kind of an unintelligible and and not very clear so there's a lot of those on that front but this guy beery usa has he's got the deets on the fucking core of why this movie is flawed of the big flaws of this movie <laughs> uh five out of ten What's with all the anachronistic berets? I'm seeing a lot of black berets in this movie. The problem is, they're not accurate. Clearly the makers of this movie purchased a lot of modern military berets for the film. Unfortunately, these berets are nothing like the berets the Black Panthers wore back in the day. Today's military berets have a smaller crown, and they're much stiffer, so they need a lot of work to get them to sit right on a person's head. The berets the Black Panthers wore were bigger, softer, and with a bigger crown. Also, Fred Hampton wore hats, but I've never seen any photo of him wearing a black beret. (laughs) I can't... I gotta stop. (laughs) He may have worn one on occasion, but it was clearly not the hat he liked to wear. (laughs) 
if the <laughs> if the movie makers can't get the details like this right, I worry that they'll get other details wrong too. At some point, <laughs> I hope Fred Hampton gets the movie the bio he deserves, but I have doubts this is it. <laughs> I don't know why this is so funny. I think it was the fact that, of course, so Peter would get the review, which has the beret expert criticizing this shit out of the inaccuracies of the berets used by these people. That's like up there with the, those familiar of satanic suicide rituals. <laughs> level of like oh. random expertise if you fucking knew anything about berets back in the 1970s you would know these are not accurate <laughs> softer oh. had a much oh. bigger crowd I, it felt oh. like I was watching oh. how it's made this dude Holy has like shit. a fucking cranium measuring tool around the crowds of berets from different eras that he collects I know because, because I love the fucking end. If- he doesn't have another constructive outlet for his repressed sexual trauma. The man, I love the fucking last paragraph. The person who Wait, wrote if this. he can't, if they can't get these details right, he doesn't deserve this movie bio because of these fucking berets. Oh my god! Uh, Holy the man shit. Who, who wrote this review smells like mothballs. I just know it. <sighs> I, I, you know what he looks like? He looks like the dude who sews Woody's arm up in Toy Story 2. Exactly. <laughs> he I'm has, lightheaded. He has the charisma of a lemon peel. Like, just don't. <laughs> the zest of one lemon. <laughs> one lemon lightly zested. That was zested. fantastic. <sighs> Yeah, that's like that's that shoots up to an all timer. It's right up there with how far would you go to be fa- how far would go you to be famous? <laughs> would you kill for it? Um, and the other classics that I am having difficulty. Oh, I gotta get a compilation. I'm taking a breather. Monster Hunter is an eighth. Four hundred fifty-eight thousand dollars land in ninth. $345,000 news of the world back into the top 10. Actually, it was the ninth last week, so it's still in the top 10 in its 10th week. $205,000. Crises opened in 11th, and there at number 12, outside the top 10, sits the War of Grandpa and its 21st week. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Number 13, wrong turn, shot up a cool 46 thousand three hundred ninety two percent as it doubled the amount of oh no it just added 141 theaters onto its one theater yeah um fucking is this like a remake like how many fucking wrong turn movies are there by saving film by saving films oh oh no oh yeah i guess this is a remake almost I thought it was something different, like wrong turn, but I mean it could be. Like I'm sure there's nine different franchises that all have used the fucking wrong turn name because it's such a lazy horror movie title. 
Wrong turn. Ooh, Did you bring the map? No. Dun, dun, dun. Hope we don't take a wrong turn. Ah, uh, he said the secret word, and then Pee Wee Herman is. <laughs> Mongrels come out and murder you. <laughs> Blumhouse calls. No. Blumhouse. Get, get, get the rights to Pee Wee's Playhouse and then call us. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, for gaming news, uh, there wasn't much out there, but I can't remember. Did we discuss the Pokemon news last week, or was that announced this week? We discussed it last week. But everyone's, like, fucking pitching a fit about the Shining Pearl Brilliant Diamond art style. Yeah, because it's the back to the chibi kind of art style, which, I mean, is a faithful recreation of what it was, but... I think people were expecting Sword and Shield. I don't know. I Maybe. understand that because, like, every other time they've remade the game in the, the image of the current generation. Like, Oras looked like X and Y. Uh, Hard Gold Soul Silver looked like Diamond Pro Platinum. And Fire Red Leaf Green looked like Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. Uh, so, like, I can understand that. But they, this is outsourced, developed by... Uh, ILC. So maybe they uh, didn't want to give them their full engine or something like maybe. that, or they just it could they, be. they felt it like felt oh let's stick with the older art style. It's easier. They'll it'll run better in like portable mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> better battery life, something like that. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for it. it, but ultimately, even if it's just an artistic choice, it's whatever. Like in battle, which is, you know, where you're going to be spending most of your Pokemon a game, it looks the same as Sword and Shield. So it, it, I'd say it's got it where it counts. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what yeah. a lot of people really care about, too, is the, the Pokemon battles, making them look a little bit more realistic, like what they do now. I, I, I still kind of think that they look better in like Pokemon Coliseum than they do on the Switch. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that. I mean, that was. I don't know why they can't. Just it's it's kind of sad that Battle Revolution has the best looking Pokemon battles, and that game is like twelve years old now. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then with Arceus, people are like, they're they're grumbling about that three frame a second chingling. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, I and think... everyone's like bitching like oh because i so on the side of it's coming out in 2022 and they're like oh this is just the early footage people are like don't believe it that was the same thing with sword and shield i'm gonna give it the benefit of a doubt until at least the next trailer comes out because like two years is a, is a fair amount of time to to develop your game like yeah. this sounds yeah. like they got the alpha version out and they're like, yeah, here, this is Shield... our proof of concept for this Pokemon game. Sword and Shield did improve on their on their first look of it. Like it was an improvement when they you know came out with their eventual other trailers and the game. I'm not saying that's perfect by any means. But, yeah, but people, it, it's just the thing. Like everyone wanted to hate on Sword and Shield because of Dexit. Yeah. So they would like look for any and all reasons. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe someone really does deeply, deeply care about the texture of uh, of one tree in the wild area. 
right. and how it's how it how it looks looks so low res, even though the Breath of the Wild foliage is is literally two D maps. <laughs> um, I was watching a streamer, watching a streamer the other day, um, who was talking about how it's kind of funny because as long as you have like violin in the background and uh, grass and trees and open world environment, it's Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Everything is Breath of the Wild. So this is Pokemon yeah. Breath of the Wild. Um, I think there's so, another like PS5 game that's coming out that's got this open world environment and they're like, oh, grass, open world, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's, that's, that's you you could say player. that uh, being a big influential game means that other games will take influence from you. Yeah. Well... I, I think the, the point is that uh, or the broader point might be that Breath of the Wild is uh, one example of this kind of game. But mm-hmm. everyone, like, at, what what new did Breath of the Wild really do? I think I think it, I tied through. everything together into a to like a cohesive system, yeah. where the idea of doing things in an open world was explored a little more in depth. And I could see now I can see what people why people would be complaining that things look like Breath of the Wild because there's the open plains that you could walk around on and do stuff. But now that we've had um, that kind of world where Nintendo put just a lot of they they did the principle of just put shit everywhere for you to do. There's always something for you to do mm-hmm. when you walk X amount of feet, right? Well, that's um, kind of weird because isn't that a complaint about? The world of Breath of the Wild is how it's super empty. That's not a complaint that I've heard. I, I uh, that's heard that's that. a complaint I've heard more than any other. Really. I don't think it's really don't think it's empty. Yeah, it is pretty barren. I, I think it's think so. pretty empty. There's always like when I'm walking, there's always compared, like a seed compared to all the or other a fucking enemy to fight. Games, I'd say, I'd say it's less. There's less. There's there's more area. Of just empty space than in most other open world games. Really? I don't think that at all. I I think yeah, I disagree. I okay, you can disagree, but uh, <laughs> like I mean, unless like GTA, there's like a bunch of little locations in between that you're just driving through the streets. Yeah. And like this, like yeah, you might be like going on horseback from like point A to point B, but like along the way, you're gonna find like uh, the goblin camps. You're gonna find uh, maybe maybe you find a shrine, or your your sensor picks up a shrine that's off to your right, so you go explore that. Next thing you know, you're in like a different terrain or something like that. Uh, you find a, a merchant or whatever. So it's enemy encounters. It's collectibles and secrets. You know, there's stuff like that yeah. in. Skyrim, Witcher Three, even Fallout, Other Worlds, oh, out, yeah, Other Outer Worlds. That's the one, not Other Worlds. Uh, I don't, I've never played the Outer Wilds. Maybe like that. It, it's not unique to Breath of the Wild. No, and I don't know that. Like theirs is their map is the most densely packed out of all its uh, contemporaries. I think it's a good amount of packed. I think I don't think it's overly dense or too light on the like the enemy packing or things to do um 
I think yeah. the 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 the, the, um, uh, the thing that hurts it a little bit in terms of like comparing its open world to its contemporaries is that I think like six or seven months before it, uh, MGS Five came out. That uh, was a well, real. Pl- I will admit that one was a real playground. Yeah. Yeah. So I that... think there is. I think there's only one way we can finally settle this, and that is, I do, we do, I want to, all right, so, side note, in the background, I kind of want to set up so I can do some streaming stuff, too, sometime in the near future, we'll figure it out, but we can do it where I go through Breath of the Wild, you go through Fallout, uh, or Skyrim, or whichever, not all right, let me clear up. Not Fallout One and Two, because <laughs> different type of game. To be fair, <laughs> um, we'll do it. We'll do a Skyrim versus Breath of the Wild uh, playthrough. That's gonna be a a user <laughs> interesting take. <laughs> <laughs> me defending Skyrim. <laughs> I'll um, do uh do Fallout like New Vegas. Pick your pick your. Ooh, Favorite New Vegas. Fallout. That is a good one. Yeah, Fallout 3, New Vegas, or 4. Or 76. <laughs> <laughs> it's we'll finally play, funny, we'll play Fallout 76. Um, I'll play Fallout I think, 76. I think we kind of got off on a tangent here about which, like, unnec- weirdly arguing about which one's better. Um, for those of you at home, this is me sneakily running back to the point to avoid <laughs> having to come to a conclusion on the topic. Um <laughs> It's a but no, we were we were trying to say why people are. Um, Jake was talking about the overuse of these kind of open world dealios, and I and then the complaints on Pokemon Arceus, which I think what they need to do to make this successful, the main thing like I would want out of an open world Pokemon game is the idea that like the terrain and lo- the location of where you are and where the battles takes place matters in at least some way at some of the time um like i mean for example there's the obvious stuff of finding the volcano pokemon near the volcano or fishing for the fishing pokemon but in terms of battle something like um attacking from a vantage point you know having cover hiding you know hiding beyond a tree to dodge someone's like razor leaf or whatever or actually using fly to get up to a high place you know all these things that are supposed to be take you know all these pokemon battles that are supposed to be taking place in a location uh rather than as they do in the regular games whereas they take place in the turn-based you know kind of separate world you know so if if pokemon arceus can have battles that work in a real map I think that'll be satisfying to a lot of people. But that'll if it's be... just if they all take place on a flat plane with like trees kind of somewhere. Yeah. That's not gonna be really satisfying. It's just gonna be like regular Pokemon. Well and then what's I... the point? Yeah. I you, I look at the the way the battles are presented in the trailer and it I don't think it's gonna bear a strong resemblance to regular Pokemon. Um I hope not. I would like something different. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see if it looks a little more like uh, Final Fantasy, the more recent Final Fantasies, sort of like real time. Fifteen. 
yeah turn base uh where it's this hybrid if, yeah well hopefully they can pick up on the the lessons that final fantasy 15 learned because again final fantasy 15 has the benefit of having whatever 17 other games in front of it haha <laughs> <laughs> funny jokes uh, 17 see? 18 games including more, mmorpgs more than, yeah. like two very successful mmorpgs yeah. um so they're 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 at a pretty developed state in terms of putting the core rpg elements that people want into real time uh real space battling so that's Did what i'm hoping the um people were like over analyzing um, some of the screenshots that were sent what? out. And, like, People were overanalyzing screenshots. Um, there was, uh, I think there was a Lucario at level 11 with like too much health and people, uh, there were Pokemon using like the wrong moves and whatever. Because they don't use different Pokemon stats in different games. That's never happened. They were like, no. he has too much health. It's not like there's an entire series where Shedinja, the Pokemon known for having one HP, it's not like there's an entire series of games where he has more than one HP. <laughs> no. That didn't Pokemon Mystery Dungeon happen. <laughs> uh, should engine Pokemon Conquest? That'd be interesting. <laughs> Maybe. Um, all I know um, is I love playing a should engine Pokemon Mystery Dungeon because you can walk through walls and ambush people and attacks just don't hurt you. <laughs> you can clear entire dungeons and just, just no-sell them. There was this one ROM hack I was playing where uh, he gave one of like the, the boss Pokemon Wonder Guard as an ability, but it wasn't you know, shit in just, so it had like actual health and shit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it's typing. And I'm like, I, I swear I went through like all the 16 types because it was pre-fairy. And I'm like, nothing got through the Wonder Guard. I'm like, what the fuck is it weak to? <laughs> is it Ghost Dark? Is this the old Spirit 2 Wonder Card? Fucking, yeah, fucking hacking wonder tomb combo. oh look guys i made a wonder tomb <laughs> funny yeah um yeah uh, interesting to see how that turns out i i really don't know what to expect from it to be perfectly honest with you um, um so the one game i've been playing uh made some news valheim uh sales oh, past five million sales yeah, I've, I've heard that's the new the new thing that the kids are playing. The kids do Vikings. be playing it. It's I gotta say, props to um, Wizards like market research. They know exactly how to hop on the 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 like fleeting trends of the day for predicting that the Vikings were going to be big in 2021. <laughs> well, they also captured the kaiju thing because there was like a little tiny kaiju boom. Um, yeah. Because remember, we were playing that third Borderlands DLC at the same time as Ikoria came out, and they were both based around very large dinosaur-like creatures, which came as a result of radiation crystals. <laughs> I was like, why are these two so similar? That's a really weird coincidence. And then, again, here they're like, hmm, Vikings. That might be in. And then Viking, Like, Wait, when so I see Valheim we, versus Kaldheim. We had Kaldheim. the last season of Vikings. We have Valheim. We had Kaldheim. And we had Assassin's Creed Valhalla all within like six months oh of each other. God. Yeah. What is Sweden and Norway and those other countries up there? And they, nobody... one of those countries or maybe all of them were in that Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> oh my God. Yep. 
So it's what we're connected. saying is wizard schools. Like there's going to be a big fucking Harry Potter uh, nostalgia comeback in the next uh, however many months when Strixhaven comes out. So get ready to write all your Harry Potter think pieces <laughs> and get your Twitter out so that you can call J.K. Rowling a turf. <laughs> oh, we're not going to dive into that. We're not one of those podcasts. I don't even know what that means. Can, I know she's Those bad. of you can look it up at home. Um, so Xbox Series X has reportedly secured a big exclusive, a sci-fi RPG to be developed by From Software, makers of Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Huh. So we might be getting the the Dark Souls sci-fi skin. <laughs> like we Yay. got Lovecraftian with Bloodborne. That's what we've always wanted. Right? Even, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, do we want that? <laughs> an actual, like, an actual from software one, not like the uh, what was the one where we fought robots, fought the Robins, the Robins, the, the Star um, Wars one. Oh, um, or... Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Now that's not even. I wouldn't even say it's a Dark Souls. Like, it just has it just has three D combat in levels with periodic heal points, which is it's just the three D. At this point, I. We are really we're hurting. We're hurting for a genre naming, a genre con- naming convention. Because Doom Clones was there for a while, and it, we finally turned them into shooters. We just called them 3D shooters. Um, and this type of game, which is it's basically the 2D platformer action game, uh, just translated into 3D. They finally, I think, From Software figured it out and made a very tough and challenging and engaging game. And everyone else took the 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 core design and put it in their uh, more moderately challenging games. Yeah. All right. And uh, AMD, as a cruel joke, uh, announced the launch of their 6700 XT graphics card in the midst of one of the greatest ship shortage, uh, chip shortages. I'll take a second take on that. Thank you. Uh, the world has ever seen. Oops. So you won't be able to buy this card anytime soon. Hooray. Yay. Someone make it one. rain in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the reason for the chip shortages. There's a drought in Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah. And Why would... you use a lot of water in the pr- process of making micro trips. Oh, okay. Interesting. Like... Wow. Hundreds of thousands of gallons a day. Jesus Christ. Gallons. Just pour it down. I gotta make a rain over there. Yeah. Um, also on the AMD news front, they have recently announced that they will support their smart access memory on Ryzen 3000 CPUs. So good news to you Ryzen C- 3000 CPU owners, such as myself. What's, what's their, uh, what's that? It's it's just the. It can provide a small boost in gaming performance because it allows um, the CPU to access the entirety of the GPU's memory, not just what's in the frame buffer. So you can it it 
in all the reviews of their first off uh nvidia hasn't finished their resizable bar which is the same thing uh mm -hmm. driver yet so it's only um sam only works on amd gpus mm -hmm. and in all the reviews it was like and some games it was like a two to three percent uplift in performance really not that big and there were a couple of titles where it was like closer to 10 but i don't think there was anything that was double digits uh performance gains but it's free performance so if you have it use it but don't be like Smoking i need to buy a amd gpu as soon as possible so i can get on the smart access memory it's not that good Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty much all for gaming yeah. news. There wasn't a lot this week, unfortunately. It's quiet. All right. The calm before the storm. Oh, WandaVision. Yes. Let's how? I'm not really sure how I feel about you. <laughs> I'm. My my resounding uh, impression is I'm not impressed. Not. I am a little less than impressed. I, I I feel like I know how it feels to be someone who was really into X-Files or Lost or maybe even Twin Peaks where mm -hmm. they show a lot of interesting things that raise a lot of questions about the possibility of a broader story and you know what's lying on underneath. But the writers really don't know anything you don't and so it's like that but also as each episode goes on they answer some of your questions in the least imaginative way that they had yes. available to them yep so it got my... a lot less interesting as it went on yeah yeah i was um, hoping for a lot more specifics when it came to like some of this i i generally liked it um I thought it was a, a cool, different pace of uh, of Marvel piece of storytelling uh, since this is the first show, also. Um, but it seemed well, like they were they would bring up really open ended questions, uh, let you theorize, let you postulate a little bit on it, and then um, and then give you like a simplified answer that could be taken in different ways. Uh, so different movies can probably pull from it and be like and have it still work in their story because i think the way i think the thing that they're trying to avoid is setting up something in a future movie like dr strange 2 that sets up a rule that would make wandavision like not possible to happen so they were afraid of giving too much concrete details without like the movies coming out maybe maybe i'm not sure um and by the way jake agents of shield says hello but <laughs> yeah but like even agents of shield is marvel's like... runaway says hello cloak and dagger Jim. say oh, hello so, yeah, sorry whatever <laughs> fucking well this is the new this is the new shit <laughs> <laughs> i it's the first one on the disney I mean, streaming service i yes, guess it's the first disney plus exclusive and it's also starring a main series yes that's um, the other thing it, it stars yeah like movie actors the thing with agents of shield which i would put over runaways because runaways was just like the <laughs> forgotten child runaways has them. an 87 percent on rotten tomatoes if you can believe Whatever. that 
I thought Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was pretty good, but they kept on trying to make it canon and, like, tie into the movies, but nobody cared enough to follow it. Um, because, like, they even had the Darkhold in in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., apparently. Uh, which we'll get into uh, when we talk about the last episode. Um, like, they even had that in there, and it looks different. So they, like, retcon that. They retcon the Darkhold from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So they're not, it's not fully canon. It's just they pick and choose, maybe, stuff from that it. That sounds like Disney. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't even know, um, know if they've, like, like, eliminated that out of the canon. What? I don't know. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No. I, I don't. Not to my knowledge. Um, I, I didn't really... I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. I only watched either. the beginning my of My dad watched it. And he was like, this was good to put on. On like a Thursday evening. I'll watch it. Yeah. Um, so, the, the, the general kind of uh, summary I would say for this is... Um, this is Marvel trying to do a weird thing... Uh, while at the same time trying to appeal to the same very broad audience that they did with their movies, um, and as a result, this uh, this try it tries to be weird, but it doesn't go far enough because, as we kind of already mentioned, there's things already on TV, like David Lynch's Twin Peaks and anything on Adult Swim between the hours of midnight <laughs> and four in the morning uh, that eclipses this easily, like. This is, yeah, this is something that um, if I was a kid, if I was like 11-ish, 12, I would watch this and I'd go, whoa, that's crazy. And then my friend, whatever other friend I have who, is, who would always be cooler than me, be like, <laughs> do you like, do you want to see some really weird shit? And then he'd show me, mm-hmm. he'd get me started on some internet rabbit hole with something that's a little creepier. Than, and then I would overpass it and go deep into fucking like, you know how I am. You know the shit I drag up from the depths of the fucking net code like the anything that i send to you guys at like three in the morning <laughs> you're just like peter stop go to bed peter oh God, we have work <laughs> have to be no. at work in four hours <laughs> in four hours four hours um, yeah. so yeah like this is it just doesn't it doesn't do enough um it's if it yeah it's a stepping stone for preteens to get into actual weird tv especially when it comes to this trying to bring in its own version of house of m because it does pull a lot from house of m but it also strays so far from house of m to the point where it's a you it's hard to even call it that anymore um it's like they just take inspirations from it and that's it it's not their own version of House of M. It's just they're taking nods to House of M. Oh, that's like House of M. That's like House of M. That's kind of how up. they've operated for a while. Like, if you look at Civil War in the movie, I mean, obviously there are rights issues and, like, logistics issues that would have prevented it to be, like, a faithful recreation of the comic storyline. But they just took elements of it. They're like, oh, yeah something happened with superpowers and then the government tried to put restrictions on superheroes the the restrictions weren't even similar yeah as like you I guys gotta like be government agents they still could have done that with this one i, I think they still could have 
So I, th I think they could have done something more faithful to the source material um, and still have it work in the MCU. I mean, they now, could. Jake, um, Jake, Jake. For sure. Um, before we go any further, could you clear up what House of M is? Because when I think of House of M, I think of a very different House of M owned by Disney, uh, mm -hmm. specifically the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. House of Mouse. <laughs> And I don't think I don't think this is that. If I'm correct, no, I don't think no, Mickey Mouse is, is coming. Ho ho! Psychological this is horror. Different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a 2005 X Men series. Okay. Yeah. And, was and what happens in it? Generally, sort of. Generally, the same. Wanda goes crazy, um, and I think she does something. Well, she does something, I think, pretty heinous, and I think they, uh, Doctor Strange and, like, some of the Avengers, I think, lock her away in in this House of M, and then she's she gets somehow controlled by Mephisto at some point. She creates her children uh, that eventually get, and she creates, I think, Vision as well, um, and then they get killed off or stripped away from her when they, like, break this reality, and she has a psychotic break, and then it ends up in this at the end of the comic where she says no more mutants and then she um eliminates all the mutants that are uh on earth as she's having this like psychotic break and there's only like eight more mutants left um that and i think a lot of people were trying to postulate that hey okay well we haven't even introduced mutants yet but maybe this is a way that could introduce mutants to kind of like a reverse house of M where somehow in the end she house of, house has of a Lumbo. psychotic break where <laughs> she creates mutants in the world and kind of puts that gene into the kind of ecosystem per se. And then that could create she the, busts a giant magic nut. Exactly. And just yeah. Infiltrates like, like the engulf whole world. The world in cosmic radiation, creating uh, a bunch of mutants or like waking up and, the mutant and also genus. back in time so we can have apocalypse exactly <laughs> yeah uh so i don't know so that's definitely not what they did with this it's not no. everybody was wrong almost i say almost everybody on the internet was wrong in what in theorizing what they were going to do up until like maybe the eighth eighth that episode makes, that makes more sense now the reveal later let's go into spoilers just okay. so we can start talking about this um if you want to watch marvel stuff watch this if you're into weird shit it's not gonna it's not gonna satisfy your taste buds it basically it's not refreshing the, the creators of this show watched the justice society of america episodes of justice league and then like three days later they watched the truman show on television and they were like oh i have an idea mm -hmm. and then you got one division and they yeah. sprinkled in some old sitcoms for uh, additional seasoning. To bring yeah. So uh, spoilers. Um, now, now you say the whole internet was wrong. It kind of makes sense when um, Harkness shows up, and there's a whole fucking montage of, "Oh, it was her the whole time. We gotcha. We gotcha. You fucking internet theorists. You so, fucking idiots to... trying to outsmart us. No one yeah. can outsmart us. I'm the show writer. I'm smarter <laughs> than all of you." Don't take it away from me. Agatha Harkness, um, so uh, Agnes, as her neighbor is, uh, was actually one of the oh. things that they got. Oh, I just got that, and that's the stupidest thing. Yeah. Oh. Ag 
Harkness. Agnes. Yeah. So, Agatha Harkness was one thing that people did get right. I guess the one thing that they got right. There were a bunch of people postulating that, like, okay, maybe Ralph was the uh, Ralph was Mephisto. She kept on mentioning Ralph. We haven't seen him yet. We're all confused as shit about that. Um, so oh, Agatha, and that's Ralph who got quick. Okay, yes. oh, it's all coming together, and it's all really stupid. The and so Ralph Boner is from what we find out in the season finale uh, of the series finale. Um, Ralph Boner was the. Um, I think it's a nod because when she looks at that paper, I think they're still in the Where? sitcom universe. Um, and I think that's a nod to Growing Pains because the one friend's name was Boner. Um, Maybe. So that might not be his real name. Ralph no. Boner. Um, no. There's a lot of people still theorizing that that's the uh, person who's in Witness Protection by Jimmy Woo uh, that he lost contact with. I, so, you know what? Like, I don't. I have no idea. I'm I'm not even gonna think about it because at this point it's just theorizing, too confusing. They just they don't know anything, and I, it, people get like so caught up in in this like group think where some person suggests something and they're like, oh yeah, that's gotta be it, and then people start acting like, oh yeah, I know what it's gonna be. It's like just fucking watch the goddamn show. Like, yeah. Really following any story, they're doing. They're firmly ensconced in their own continuity. They borrow yeah. elements for storylines from comic books, but they don't really adhere to their structure or characters or anything very strongly. And some of that is just rights issues, like when they introduced Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, they did not have the rights to X Men. Yeah, nor would it have been really coherent to like just shove Magneto and his children into the second like, Avengers I don't think, movie. I don't think anybody's holding on to like the Mephisto or Nightmare like idea anymore but I think they're still trying trying really hard to hold on to the Quicksilver theory um, because they're, they want that tie in to the Fox universe. They oh, want, I want it too. Yeah but... they want that tie in and they're like there's no there's it'd be so silly for Disney to use the same actor as they did in Fox to play a fake Quicksilver in this and not have the two connected because they want to connect the two universes this would be a possibility jokes on us this was them. the last appearance on Ethan Peters's contract they yeah, just had to me. burn it to get him out the door <laughs> Which would suck. We don't have and to like, pay you your I, severance now. Get the fuck out of here. Which sucks because like I would have I would have loved to see him on on here as a like the real Quicksilver or whatever. But but who knows? They, they'd have a lot of explaining to do. Now now we are reviewing this before the final episode has the bonus. Come out. I, we watched I don't the know whole if that's season, be Jake. Five minutes or twenty minutes. But it there is said be the series finale on the top of the episode. It yeah. said all episodes now available. Yeah, I know. So it's... fuck it, Jake. I watched through the I watched through the double stinger at the end of this fucking show because there wasn't one. There was an after after credits. Oh they shit! Keep... I didn't watch the second one. I only saw. Oh, the first. you didn't? Oh. What, what's in the second one? All right, so oh, it goes. To, that was the bigger one. I thought they were gonna tie into fucking Thor 
like, because it's in the northern, it's, like, in the mountains somewhere. But, no, it goes into a cabin, and Wanda, for some reason, she's, like, sipping her coffee, and she goes in. But either that's an illusion, or she's being puppeteered by the actual Scarlet Witch who's reading the the, the fuckronomicon, and there's little kids crying in the background. I'm like, Mommy, help! Yeah. So, what Scarlet Witch is doing is, she, yeah, she went to the cabin. She's trying to, like, isolate herself like the Hulk did. Um, uh, I forgot which one, which one it was. Um, but she's in the astral plane, just like Doctor Strange was doing. Remember the scenes from Doctor Strange where oh. he would be sleeping, and then his like astral projection would be studying. That's mm, what yeah. she's doing. Her physical body's like relaxing and drinking tea and whatever, while her astral projection is studying the Book of the Damned. And while she's in there, she hears Billy and Tommy crying out for help um and she is like oh shit my kids uh because you know that is also going to be something that is she's going to hope to reclaim is not not only vision but she also wants to get her kids back somehow Mm -hmm. i don't know how they're going to do that if they're going to tie that into the multiverse and pluck them out of a how they're going to do it is that they're going to be like oh yeah this is the thing she can do now uh, it, it might be because I mean her powers. There was no you know, shortage of Deus Ex Machina in this. Yeah, show. They, her, they can make her powers whatever they want because they're at this point they've they've been so different from the comics they can make up their own shit. Um, you know, there's been stuff in the comics of her having like reality bending uh, powers, uh, so she could just do that. Just spawned it out of thin air she was able I mean, to create her, her, a vision basically her original yeah. power in the comics was plot convenience because yeah. her powers were vaguely defined as hex powers which didn't really mean anything so they could have them be whatever they needed to be to resolve a plot point that they couldn't easily get out of <laughs> mm-hmm. yep um but we should probably start talking about the episodes but i want to yeah. say um randall park as Jimmy Woo is again, he just he's great. He's great in this, yeah. and he is literally the reason DC watch him and now go make a Mister Fantastic movie. Just go make make Mister Fantastic with him as the the inspirational seed, because just his ability, just him doing magic and just having just general like adventures. I I, I was like, yes, this is great. I want this. I want a series of this. I want the adventures of Jimmy Woo. So yeah, let's uh, we we can start uh, running through uh, some of the some of the episodes. So the first two are black and white. They were released at the same time. Um, it is just straight off into sitcom territory where right they kind of start pop- in media res, which I'll I'll give yeah. them points for. Um, that they, they that they held off as long as they did to fucking explain what was going on. Yeah. So that I thought the, that was good. I thought that, that added a lot of mystery. No, that, yeah, that, that was. Of, that what was I'm saying is like they did right. right. Yeah, because they could have very easily for for people who don't do internet stuff like we do or don't watch anything outside of like American Idol, they would have been like, <laughs> "What's what's going on? Why is it in black and white? Why is they not Avengers?" What's well, that's going why, on, Marvel? Disney, explain to me. That's why they released both at the same time, because at the end of the second episode, they go to color, um, and they didn't want people thinking this was like an all-black-and-white show and confuse the audience. 
So they were like, okay, we got to give some sort of explanation. I kind of wish they is- hadn't gone through the eras as fast. Because honestly, yeah. I enjoyed the show the most when it was a hokey sitcom. All the yeah. other stuff outside of it was pretty boring and bland. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed yeah, I mean, the classic sitcom beats that they employed. All the tropes. We get to and the four. ads. My God, the 90s ad oh, yeah. was fucking perfect. I laughed my yeah. ass off. Yeah, I thought I thought these were great. So the first episode I think is shot in the fifties. Yeah, it's supposed it's, to be I Love Lucy. Be, well, yeah, it's and then uh, Bewitched and I, Bewitched yeah. and I Love Lucy kind of hybrid. Oh yeah, Bewitched. Sorry. Yeah, so it's Bewitched um, is the first episode, um, and then the second episode is based heavily off the Dick Van Dyke show, mm-hmm. um, which they even she, which like she likes this... to watch because these were specifically all shows that she watched as a kid. Yes. yes. Yep. Her her father had sold old DVDs um, in Sokovia oh, dude, as dude. a way we to were make on some VHS money. Back then. <laughs> oh, VHS. That's right. Yeah. No, they were. No, he had CD. Like he had DVDs. They were they DVDs, put right? in a DVD no. player. Well, he had. Well, he had VHSs too. That most of them were. V- like, okay. Everything right. in his suitcase was a VHS. Oh, they were. Okay. I didn't know if they were his, like. I guess they had the Dick over. Van Dyke Show on DVD. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever it was, they would watch them uh, as a kid. Whenever her father wouldn't sell them all, he would uh, always hold on to some and, and, and play for his kids, which is nice. And um, there was there were some really cute nods to. Um, so in the in the first episode, yeah, I think in the first episode, um, there's a scene where uh, Vision comes up behind uh, the guest and puts his hands around her eyes, and she's like, "Who is this?" and and it's all like they play it off as like a hokey joke, and like they're they they screw up or something like that. Uh, and then they say it's the Sokovian greeting, which is the yeah. same way her mother greets her in the memory when she's ten years old, right before they die. Oh, it's one and of those details. They do they do like. really specific things that they just <clears throat> pluck out, and they they keep these this continuity and these details uh, really solid throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I liked. Um, so yeah, we go to the the second episode. Well, and okay. Before we do that, before we do oh, that, yeah. by the same token, uh, I guess these first two episodes, but really this first one, I already knew exactly what was. I I guess I knew generally what was going on. Is oh, okay, she's created this world to herself to hide from her feelings and from her grief of her dead whoever. Because because fifty the the idea oh. Hey guys, uh, fifty shows—they're kind of weird how they like gloss over actual societal problems and are kind of fluffy and don't actually, you know, tr- uh, address reality. That's a yeah. fucking take as old as fucking black and white TV like, since the sixty, the seventies, even. They're just like, yeah. you know, these guys, aren't they living such a most picturesque life? Isn't it just so nice? And they're ignoring actual problems like that's it's it's so it's almost its own trope like it's it's basically visual shorthand at this point so i was like okay i get it i get everything that's going on in this show amazing well i thought that too but they did do a fairly decent job at least in the earlier episodes uh like one two and three specifically because um by the time you hit the fourth episode they really kind of drained a lot of mystery out of it yeah like when um his uh vision's boss starts choking at dinner and he has to use his powers to save him 
I was like, okay, that'd be a weird thing for her to like manifest into reality. Cause at this point, vision hadn't been questioning like anything yet. Mm-hmm. So it, there was no need for a distraction tactic. So I'm like, Oh, maybe something else is going on here. And then when they pulled out to like the, the monitoring station, in the second episode, I'm like, okay. Thinking that like, this is a simulation they programmed her into or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then, that was debunked and I'm like, okay, maybe this is some interesting, but the, by the time we go around to the end of the fourth episode, they're like, this is what's going on guys. Uh, here's the situation. Thanks for yeah. watching these three episodes blind. Uh, now we're going to proceed to our Marvel formula. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got to get there first. Jake, what happens in the second episode? It's sixties time. Yeah. So, they got the um, uh, the split beds. I think that this one is the uh, the magic show one. Yeah, because this was selling mm. the black and white. Yes. Um. So we start getting into some kind of interesting things uh, here and there. We're first introduced uh, into with a. Oh, I guess the first like I guess crazy like WTF moment was um the helicopter that she finds just in the yard. Well, I mean the first. It up. I mean yes, but also there is also um. Deborah Jo Rupp, who is the perfect 50s lady. She is like, she was born to be generic yeah. 50s actress. Who? Um, the the wife in the first episode, who was also, oh, she was in that yeah. set. Remember when she was the yes. wife? She was yeah. Kitty in that 70s show, who was yes, the perfect yeah, 50s wife. Um, so when she's like, help him. She's been typecast. Him. And she's like, she's like weird and robotic and shit. Like, yeah. Um, so that was the thing. But yes, also the beekeeper and the helicopter yeah. and that that I did like that where they're just they were putting the stuff in and they're like, this is weird. What's going on? This is not how TV should be. Yeah. So because because the the first scene, the first thing that you start to see, I mean, you see the stuff start to go wrong with like the guy choking. Uh, in the, the the first episode, but then there's still they keep on giving you more stuff to say to question this whole reality and this whole show with like the colorized uh, drone that didn't get put to black and white. Well, it's a helicopter, but you don't know what it is yet. Um, and then uh, they end up going to this pool party, and they she's talking more to Agnes, and Agnes is egging her on with like, oh, the devil is in the detail, and. There's a lot of hints to her not being mind controlled as much as well. Um, so here's where you start to question Agnes, um, and then I think this is where she also meets uh, Monica Rambo, mm-hmm. and um, I think I'm not sure if yeah, because she was a different name, but I think in the uh, IMDb credits uh, she's listed as Monica Rambo. So people who look a little bit deeper into it can say okay this is the monica rambo from captain marvel as who's now grown up uh and we'll learn more about her later how she got there so on and so forth because she's a sword agent mm-hmm. um and uh then there was the scene with the radio when somebody's trying to contact her and from the outside we really don't know what that is or who it's from either so there's more questions there and then um, we get we just I think the rest of the episode is is mainly just like funny ha has until the end, uh, because you go through that magic show and it's just 
normal which everyday I, which man. I also vision. didn't like. Yeah. Yeah, drunk vision, drunk Paul Bettany, very funny, very good. Um, and uh, the beekeeper scene, which is pretty crazy, and you start to see that like Wanda, if something's not going her way, she'll correct it like innately, and mm-hmm. she'll restart things to manipulate the events so she's not being questioned which she kind of does to vision kind of does that to the beekeeper um and i and just then, like uh, oh it's too many cooks all right cool got it yeah. which yeah, they if they fucking they, they did move. something like too many cooks where <laughs> like during the opening like there's an opening credit and and uh, agnes just starts walking into frame they yeah. did that oh my okay. gosh you could have freaked a lot of people out a lot, of, a lot of those normies. Too many um, cooks. <laughs> too many cooks. Um, yeah, there was so, no, there was no like snarf or like puppet like mascot that showed up. Yeah. Like, really? Who would wait? Who would have been if they had like a like an elf or like a a snarf? Who, who would have been? Who do you think? Like who's like a very monstrous kind of um, Marvel character? Who would fit like fit into it? The um the one that plays the drums, animal, animal, yeah. Well, no, that's um, like an actual pup. I'm talking like a like a Marvel character. Oh, Marvel character though. Yeah, like you could Charles have like I, I want to say like Beast, Hulk. You know, Hulk well, show up maybe not one that's frog. already like here. Like this will be a chance to put in like a weird cameo or something. That's that's my secret. That's my secret, Wanda. I don't know I'm a lot of I don't mad. know a lot of like Marvel characters. Um, to be fair, I don't know a lot that are like monstrous. Mm-hmm. Other than like Beast or Sabretooth. Like if this was like uh if this was in DC and this was like Zatanna Vision or whatever, Zatana this is where I'd put Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing would come in as like the puppet pal. Now we need DC's response. It would be a giant shaggy mop, and it would be. So, he's like, "I'm swamping everybody," <laughs> um, but they didn't do that, and I'm, and I'm disappointed. Yeah, so Gogam, Gogam. Moving, moving, uh, moving forward, we have the third episode where she has her babies. No big deal. It's in color. Um, it's in color. Uh, it's not an all black and white show. Um, and there's weird. Hi- the commercials are Hydra themed, which I didn't quite yes. get. They're all hydro because they're all traumatic events from her past. So the one with the Stark toaster, that was the missile bomb blinking. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. Right. Um. There was a watch. There was a timepiece. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was I forgot what that was. I think. Yeah, there was. I forgot what that. Why that was. Um. I think it was. What they her weren't dad all hydro themed. Oh, maybe it could have been, because uh, it was Strucker. It was it was the Strucker was the um, the guy who like kidnapped her, mm-hmm. so maybe she just put it in a watch commercial, and the watch doesn't have anything important. It's just it was Baron von Strucker, who was the one who like who did the experiments on them and tortured her. Um, the third one, which one was the seventies one? It was either the seventies or the eighties, which was the um, the the to- uh, paper towel commercial, and that one was the uh, Lego Legos, not Legolas. Um, 
it was uh the lagos lagos one i think it was which is where she like blew up that one building and kind of started the events of civil war okay that. um and then I don't really know what the 90s one was, even though it was kind of weird. It's, it was creepy. I don't even shit. remember what the 90s commercial was. That I do one remember was the it was one perfectly with the, 90s. Yeah. The 90s was when the, was the like, like the claymation kid like was on the island. Drink. Yeah, and he's claymation yeah. kid on and the he island. He just he, melts into fucking a skeleton. A corpse. What was the, I, don't I forget. What was the name of that product? I don't remember. <laughs> it was some yogurt. I got it because the name was like important. It was like. I think it was all. I think it was all like about how, like she could save herself. Oh, it was magic. Right in, it's right in front of her. It, she could save herself, but she can't access it. No, no. I, it was the purpose of the Yo Magic commercial was that she's sustaining the life force of everyone there, and that the when her magic at like at the edges, you know, on the during the Halloween episode later. There, there are skeletons, which I'm pretty sure are actual just dead kids and dead people who are like animated so. standing up. That seems I think, a bit dark. I, I don't. That's I don't what I thought was happening because there are like those kids who were like barely moving at the edges, and there are well, yeah, I think skeletons around. I think that was kind of like to illustrate that the further out they are from her life, like mm-hmm. if they're not, she doesn't have any like storyline purpose for them. They just stay in suspended animation they're, yeah they're all just kind of in limbo they're like not being used they're set they're set in character and in in that time frame. they're set dressing they're ready to go essentially yeah but they're not doing anything so like if wanda got closer to them then they might start moving around and actually start doing something so it all seems natural but as as long as she's in the center they're not really doing much they're kind of just in right. on autopilot i'm not disagreeing with that what I'm saying is that it's also like keeping them alive, and the the farther out they're also they're barely alive. In addition to like that's part of it is not moving. I, I'm not gonna say uh, that the skeletons on the edge of town were dead people. All right, I that just that's my headkin because I want okay, I want right. there to just be like they just rotted while sure, standing up. If you want it to be that dark, go go ahead. I don't think <laughs> I don't think Disney Absolutely. in one of its most mainstream properties is going to go that that far, we but kill uh, off kids. Come on. <laughs> but more specifically, the commercial, the Yo Magic commercial. Yeah. Um this isn't it's the, the kids dying. They don't master. have the magic, so they die. So it's saying that without the magic, the yeah. kids are going to die. This isn't the game master arc of Yu Yu Hakusho where they have to kill a kid to advance <laughs> <laughs> not yet if you've got a better um, ex- explanation for what the magic commercial is about then I... let me know <laughs> send me an email send me a postage stamp All right. send me a fucking message by pigeon <laughs> send send Peter your pigeons um, with the explanation written on a scroll t- tied around their feet Mike, yeah. and, Mike uh, Tyson's funny. mystery style just, just tie your message to a pigeon. Have that pigeon fly to my house. Um, so moving on. Now we have this like exposition dump of an episode in episode four, where uh, Monica Rambeau is sent over to New Jersey uh, after she gets unsnapped. Um, she finds the new director of Sword, uh, who replaced her dead mother, uh, is Hay- Hayward, Hayward or Hayfield. Hayfield? Hayfield, I think. Hayfield. Um, 
she he's grounded her, which means she can't go to space. Sucks for her. Boo boo. Uh, go to New Jersey and figure out why uh, shit's happening, which he probably already knew about it, seeing how he knew about Wanda and about Vision, and he probably wanted he. I mean, his goal was to get Vision back online, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and and he thought that Wanda was the key to it, which I mean, he technically wasn't wrong. Um, and you know. It, they kind of made us like made us believe that she had stolen vision for quite a while, which I kind of liked. I like that as like a misdirection kind of thing. Um, cause like they had shown us that, you know, vision was in there and vision had like the vibranium so they could track them. Uh, and it just all made sense that she had stolen vision, uh, from the facility and, you know, resurrected them using her powers. No, but that wasn't the well, that wasn't the case. Uh, so more on this episode, we meet Jimmy Woo, who is a master at close-up magic, more powerful than Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he is uh, he is kind of leading the investigation into uh, what's going on inside Hex and everything. Because he has a witness, witness protection guy that he's lost contact with because he's somewhere inside the hex that's yeah, why he got yeah, sent he's, he's to investigate and uh yep. he and, and and darcy who i never watched the second thor movie so perhaps she's shown to be more scientifically inclined and not the ditzy comic relief she was in the first movie uh yes. the lol hacker but it was a bit of a shock to me to see her brought in as like an expert. I'm like, wait, you were the fucking comic relief. <laughs> this is your friendly reminder that Marvel contracts are binding for life and perhaps even beyond. <laughs> well, what the uh, fuck you is have to sh- negotiate the part after your death. Her now, other shitty sitcom died years ago. So what else does she have going on in her life? Yeah, what is it? Uh, mm-hmm. Two Burke Girls. Yeah, so it is? that abortion yeah. of comedy. Yes. <laughs> I've never seen it. It's, don't I don't want to then. It's fucking dreadful. Dumb. Um. So yeah, uh, Monica Rambeau gets sucked in also, so she gets sucked into there. Um. And when when did she get blown out? Was that on? It was in the seventies episode because she was in bell bottoms. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, in the seventies episode, she blasts. Monica out, and now you get to meet Monica outside of the circle, mm-hmm. um, and you see that they've set up the whole sword base, and you're finding out they're sending in drones and whatever to try to uh, figure out what's going on inside there. To no avail, they all get like turned into old tech and whatever. Um, and that's kind of when they I don't know if they bring it in later the uh, the drone with a missile on it, but. <laughs> I think that kind of, I think that happens maybe. Yeah, and then they like kind of just flip back to doing sitcom stuff with. Yep. Well, they don't want to abandon it that quick. Yeah. They want to at least well, stretch out for a little well, longer. Yeah, but like it's just the it felt a little hackney at times the way they just kind of shoved in uh, all the other stuff outside of the sitcom stuff like interspersed yeah the, it was just like yeah, really once, disjointed it's like sitcom stuff's happening uh, the, uh, outside plot now we, we're, we're gonna squeeze it in here guys not really a natural flow point for this but 
yeah, I think they would have done better if, um, I mean, well, then they, they, I don't know, I'm kind of torn because I agree with you. I feel like it would have flown a lot better if they had done all the sitcom episode and maybe at the end there's um, a clip of them outside doing whatever, which I think they only did for like one of them. Yeah. Uh, but then they started flipping back and forth between the outside hacks versus the inside hacks. And it was like, wait, and now we're back in the sitcom and they're in the I, Halloween episode. I really and like, just didn't care what was going yeah. on outside the hex for most of it. It was just so uninteresting. Well, it was like, because they couldn't, they didn't have any power over like doing anything inside the hex. That's a thing. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and beyond that, in. they're just like, oh, yeah, I, I think this guy's up to no good. Oh, yeah, you're probably right cut back to the hex random plotting and then cut back later yeah you were right this guy's definitely up to no good <laughs> like it moves at a glacial pace it takes him like four episodes to figure out that <laughs> oh hayfield's bad yeah. wow shocker he was really anti like superhero from the early beginning so i'm not super surprised um <laughs> So yeah, but I mean, all the sitcom stuff was pretty awesome. Oh no, I, I, I like uh, I said, it's the best. Elizabeth Olsen yeah. and Paul Bentley just getting, uh, to like stretch out, and like play all these really hammy versions of sitcommy tropes was probably was a lot of fun for them probably, and it was fun to watch. It was kind of funny that the um. Maybe this was like deep into the subconscious, but like the Scarlet Witch getting her like crown right when she did her Halloween costume. Well, like, when the, knowing, when the Halloween the costumes last... were like their classic costumes. Yeah, I know, I but then like it, it becomes her real costume later on with like yeah, the whole. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's thing. a broader. I think, I think they just double dipped there. Yeah, yeah. I think they just wanted to do the classic costumes for the for the Halloween episode, and then. They also wanted Maybe to get her really her liked... own superhero costume. They're like, ha, 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 funny, but actually, <laughs> but but what if? Maybe, but what if we modernize the Scarlet Witch costume? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Like they, in the I, fucking I like, the like in the Necronomicon, they had uh, it showed like their drawing of the Scarlet Witch with the head thing on it. With so. the head, yeah. Head, I don't know what do you call it. Head I don't tiara, call it head I guess. Dress. Yeah, tiara. It's just a yeah, forehead guard. <laughs> it's armor from World of Warcraft. It's the heavy armor set from <laughs> World of Warcraft. Just covers the forehead. That's it. Um, we kind of glazed over like the fifties episode, or not fifties. I'm sorry, the eighties. Um, that was pretty good. It had a lot of um, like Roseanne, uh, growing pains, Full House kind of stuff in it yeah, um so heavy. that was kind of uh a trip down memory lane they um, uh and then they went with malcolm in, mid- in the middle for their 90s uh homage which is like the one ninety sitcom i i haven't watched much of really yeah that was that was a another trip for me i i really like that because i loved malcolm in the middle um so that was really cool the whole all the flashbacks and the the directing the you know breaking the fourth wall like immediately um i liked how they put it in the eyes of the kids because that's kind of how a lot of the sitcoms in the 90s were yeah you know viewed from from kids point of view mm-hmm. um and just it being halloween themed it was just 
they went buck wild with all the uh, all the different Easter eggs for the the kids costumes, having the comic book kids costumes, and then Quicksilver's yeah. original costume as well. Yeah, Quicksilver showed right. up in the eighties episode. That's another important. Oh thing yeah, to I guess know. yeah. We have to that's that's kind of the main thing that happened um, in that episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, nothing really happened other than the big thing where uh, Evan Peters uh, reprised his role as Quicksilver for WandaVision, and everybody freaked out because they thought that it was uh, going to be like legitimately. But no, like, it was just Quicksilver. trick. He tricked you. But it was just a trick. It was uh, Agatha all along. Uh, great, um, great, then, uh, great song there. Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I, I like it. the. Uh, the uh sampling of the monsters riff and he, the monsters mm-hmm. theme song is like goat tier television theme song and i will fight anyone who disagrees <laughs> <laughs> um so meet me in the walmart the... parking lot at 8 p.m <laughs> me in the... monster showdown come with your better come with your other pick and we'll fight over it um get out of here with your fucking like... adams family Seven episode seven is where we start to really see like the breakdown of uh, Wanda. I guess the the only thing of note in the Halloween episode was the fact that Vision kind of revealed that everybody on the outskirts were kind of like just an autopilot, and when he tried to break out of the hex, he broke down and almost died, which forced Wanda to expand the size of the hex, engulfing um, the, the uh, sword base, and that brought Darcy into it, and it. It was uh, all interesting. So, uh, episode seven is where she kind of has this like depression episode, where she's the, it's their twenty kind of have to live with the early aughts, of, um, like mm-hmm. modern family. It's sort of. the office. Yep. It's office. just it's just the office. The office, yeah. modern family, all those kind of like the confessional booth uh, kind of style that things. device, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, which was I love. I love when they. Like at the end, got self awareness. Like, Vision's like, "Why am I fucking talking to you right now?" And it was her behind the camera. Gas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, they they work on it was basically Vision trying to get back to Wanda, um, and then Wanda kind of uh, getting lured in by uh by Agatha, Agatha Harkness now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she. Uh, that was at this point. Yeah, she kept her bunny in way too small a cage. Got to be minimum four by four space. I also didn't <laughs> see any hay in there. Rabbits die. It's eighty percent hay. You gotta take better care of your bunny. That's a cute ass bunny. You don't let anything happen to that's that. That's really bunny. why she's a villain. Well, that's actually Mephisto. Um, <laughs> there was a theory he was Ralph. I don't know. Gonna give her my fist, though. Um, treating that bunny wrong. I guess the other thing that was up. So around this time is they were really cutting in and out of the the inside the hacks and outside the hacks, and they were following Monica Rambo trying to get in there as well. And around this time, when Monica started trying to get in, um, they kind of introduced her powers as Photon, uh, which basically her powers to sum it up is she fucks with energy. She can absorb kinetic and which is a pretty like, fucking general power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think in in her, it seems like they designed the when they designed the hero is mostly around electromagnetic radiation energy. Um, yeah. 
because there's isn't there already a mutant who was an X-Men what was the guy in X-Men first class who could just absorb uh any type of energy and repulse it out he was the main villain oh that guy uh, yeah who fuck. his whole goal his like evil plan was they sucked up a nuclear submarine's yield and it was gonna yeah, fucking blow up um major cities with it i forgot what his name was yeah yeah i remember him yeah. and they kind of did a similar thing where um in the end of the show like they shoot her and she absorbs the kinetic energy of the bullets um yeah and like similar he he just he's like shoot me with rockets and stuff it's fine yeah wanda tried to slam her on the ground and she like caught herself and havoc the, the shock impact yeah, havoc, havoc. yeah 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 he had he had like the the bands going around like crosswise yeah yeah um so okay yeah so uh monica's trying to get back in um she tries to use this uh this fucking crazy space rover thing that gets turned into a truck and then she's like all right fuck this plan i'm just gonna walk in and she walks in and she gets superpowers origin story bada boom bada bing whatever don't care let's see her face off against wanda she goes over she tries to confront wanda try to try to get her to stop she's hurting people um and she freaks out she's thinking that sword wants to like bring her in and like subdue her um but monica that's not her plan and then uh that's when uh agnes uh comes over and tries to uh move her away and then she finds out oh agnes is a witch yeah and then we have episode nine which is another like exposition dump episode where they go in very explicit detail and, and tell you why all these lingering th- lingering questions you've had are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in episode eight, we're just like, here, this is our character's mental state. So we couldn't tell you throughout oh, the series yeah, the, how the, she's the actually feeling and, and, and the things that have affected her, how it's affected her character arc. So we're going to have an episode where we explain it <laughs> and we're going to, we're gonna say previously on so you know that we know but it's not that doesn't fix it that doesn't excuse it <laughs> not in this day and age kids oh oh yeah um, i'm sorry episode nine was i thought there were 10 episodes episode eight is the other exposition dub that's mm-hmm. what i meant thank you peter yeah 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 um, episode eight was yeah when when they had all the 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 memory trip down memory lane and they had the the character fleshing out of her character a little bit more now uh, you know how she got the powers. Mm-hmm. Um, That's not to say that you can't do an episode like this in TV, but you need if you're gonna do this, your story needs to be really fucking convoluted. Like it's got to be like when you get to this point, your audience had better you you better know that your audience is like what what the fuck is going you on? Better like, be fucking Kingdom Hearts level of confusing to justify this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, at least not for me. No, I didn't. not for me. I'm too smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's her whole backstory episode, and so then we can have a Marvel movie as episode nine. Yes, and it's <laughs> it is a Marvel movie. It hits all the same notes yep. and beats that you would expect out of a Marvel movie. Uh, Vision defeats White Vision with a logic puzzle about identity and uh he goes to he fucks off he goes to (laughs) consider identity politics and what they they imply for the human condition 
And Honestly, I thought they were gonna like show him flying into the sun. To be quite honest, because his his programming was kill Vision, and then he's when he restored his memories, he's like, oh shit, you just made me the real Vision. Oh shit, boy, fly into sun, <laughs> commit Sudoku. He's probably just gonna come back and be Vision later. They just set that up to give so them an Paul excuse Bettany for that. Paul Bettany could have a yeah. have a longer career. He's like yes. Yeah. Cause that that was a Which nifty story that I heard. Well, they they restored his memory. So he was on his way out. Is, yeah. And they oh. were like, "Do you want to be? Do you want to be Vision?" He's like, well, "I was about to quit acting forever, but okay, sure." <laughs> what a what a roller coaster, man! Like he shows up to do some voice work for Iron Man, and then now he's spending six hours in the makeup chair every goddamn day. <laughs> exactly. I, I wish I could just phone this in from home. I was living a comfortable life. Like I used to. <laughs> yeah. So uh Not today, Paul Bettany. Yeah, and Agatha and and Wanda throw down. Wanda makes her forges her new costume and just wins through the power of becomes wants the to win. Scarlet Witch. Yeah, becomes yep, the they Scarlet say her name Witch. by the way, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Oh, and she did the clever thing where she put the runes on the hex, which was a nice visual. Yeah. Um but maybe a little on the nose. But yeah, it was it was just kind of weird to have like the retroactive runes, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been a real weird reveal. Well, understand. I guess they did set it up because she was like missing, like because she was shooting and it was just hitting the walls yes. of the hex. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, it passed me by when I was watching. I only just realized it now because usually when they do that, um, and I guess this is, this is my failure. Um, so I'm, I guess I'm glad they did it because usually when they do this, the bad guy would be like, you're not even trying to hit me. And the hero's like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't trying to hit you. Yeah. But- yeah. Cause I thought she was missing at first just because of her state of mind. Like she was angry and, and she just totally played her. And I was like, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm- uh, my my issue is As more for, like, like shouldn't you have though. to have the runes up in the first place? <laughs> Can't just yeah. put those on after the fact. That's not how that shit works. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't know enough about runic magic to to be the. That end seems kind of cheap though. Like a cheap tactic. Like, oh yeah, I'll just throw runes down around you. Now you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, we should stop them. Nerf work. runes. I guess they were big enough. To... Nerf runes. Nerf the runes. Yeah. Yeah. It, Contact the, the 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 maker of the game because uh, runes need a nerf. They're the ones who put that put that in the first place. <laughs> um, so yeah, I so um, uh, nothing really two gets end credit scenes. <laughs> oh yeah, I, well I guess... she has her her moment of catharsis or or comes to her understanding where she can't have her family. She's got to give up the dream. She's completed her Kluber um, Ross model. <laughs> Yeah, and the whole thing gets deconstructed, and they didn't do the thing that I wanted them to do, which was they didn't end the series with Wanda and Vision sitting on the couch, and they look right at the camera, and they click the remote, and then the whole thing clicks off, you know? <laughs> like like we were the TV show the whole time. They didn't do that. I'm really No, they didn't. Miffed. I, uh... Because no. that would have been... it's. It's a cliche, but it's also a classic. I, I, was like, I like, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice, like, full circle sort of uh, dealio, but 
I don't think it would have fit the tone of the the goodbye. Yeah, and it's it's also a fine um, ending. Like when the when the house goes down, it kind of feels like she was just in a dream for a few days, like in a reverie. And she's you know, it's like when um, like when character looks at like an object and it triggers a flashback. This feels like she came out of one of those. She gets in her yeah, car and just goes, that. and she's like. Whatever, what a trip that was! Yeah. Wasn't that crazy, guys? And then they have the stinger, where um, Monica gets talked to by the scroll, which says a friend of mine, a friend of your friend of your mom's, wants you to come back up. You... And uh, it's probably it's probably Nick Fury wanted to talk to her, or some of that, mm-hmm. uh, or Captain Marvel. Well, sure, because they want they want to do sword stuff again. Um, yeah. yeah, I. I, I know this is like this is just a nitpick about the universe that takes place in because because it's the comics and because it's they want it to kind of feel like regular Earth they they don't want to change they don't want to start mixing up too much but I feel like because of since the scroll since the snapping since all this shit with metahumans or not metahumans but exceptional individuals in the Sokovia Accords and all this shit um, I feel like the scrolls should make like in appearance or make their make a formal introduction to Earth. Like, hi, we're aliens. We're out here. This is, oh, it's first contact, guys. You know? And they have all these meetings already set up. And I don't know. I think by this point, Skrull should, should, shouldn't have to be in hiding if all this crazy shit is fucking taking place on Earth already. Wouldn't be that much of a shock. Yeah. Um, And then the second uh, stinger at the end uh, was... What we kind of talked about before was the whole her doing the astral projection uh, and studying the um, the Darkhold um, or the Book of the Damned. Uh, kind of learning how to do her powers and hearing uh, Billy and Tommy's voice in the, I don't know, multiverse, whatever. It's fucking crazy shit you want to do. But yeah, so it's not over. Fucking we'll find out what happens uh I guess next time we're gonna see her is Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of Madness. That would be that seems like the right place. They, Probably. I think they already announced that she's gonna be in it. Yeah, that's that's like the only Phase Four movie I have any interest in, and it has more to do with the fact that Sam Raimi's directing it and Bruce Campbell's likely to have a cameo than it does anything to do with Marvel and its broader continuity. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's yeah, that's it. WandaVision. It's it, all right, I guess. I'm. It was it was cool, for it to be like a a TV event, again. Like that doesn't happen often. But uh, I felt, I felt like uh, you know, I don't know that I'll watch it again ever. No, yes, yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna talk about. I was like, am I gonna watch it again? And I don't think I will. I don't think it's worth a rewatch. Um, unless you want to find the Easter eggs for yourself, or you could just watch a series of YouTube videos and find all the Easter yeah. eggs there. People have already found them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that. Um, yeah. Yep. Join us uh, tonight, eight Eastern, for lay stream, Twitch TV mm-hmm. backslash. Saturn Studs, SaturnStuds.com, all alternate place to get links to that and your social media. Um, so check all that out YouTube channel all that stuff and until next time be well stay safe and party like it's 1995 peace
Bye-bye.